Hello and welcome back to my journey from wage to wealth. My name is Nathan Foliatua and this is a space where I share my financial journey. From knowing nothing at the age of 19 to now having what I would call decent financial literacy. This episode is actually the start of the next season as this blog post was written in a time where I entered a new season in my life. I was joining my finances with my fiance at the time and was starting to tackle some adult level financial decisions. It all starts with solid savings so here is my post titled Time to Save. Do you want to save money? Maybe you want to do it but you don't know how. Maybe you do know but you're struggling with the motivation to keep it up. Maybe you do save money but then you find yourself dipping into it a couple months later. Wherever you are at, this one is all about saving money so hopefully it blesses you on that journey. To provide some context as to where I am at the time of writing this, I am 22 years old and currently engaged to the love of my life. I started learning about money and the principles God has around this space when I was 19 and I did a lot of upskilling for several years. In this past season, it has been a time for me to apply all the knowledge, all the verses, all the characteristics I learned about and shared with you. I already shared in an earlier post how these skills helped me save for a pretty decent engagement ring, but straight after that I was faced with three more huge financial commitments. My fiance and I sat down and had a discussion one day about prioritizing which ones we could do with the resources we had. The conclusion we came to is that we would believe for and pursue all three. One, an amazing wedding. Two, a brand new house to live in once we got married. Three, an epic honeymoon. The journey isn't over yet. I still need to get married and go on that honeymoon, but I am so proud to say that we bought the house and it is currently being built. And we are on track to being able to afford our dream wedding and honeymoon. So this is how I tackled these mammoth commitments and I hope it can encourage you or help you in some way. Define your goals. The first step I took was to do my homework and crunch some numbers to fully understand what was required of us. Just as Luke 14 28 says, if you're going to build a house, first sit down and estimate the cost to build it so that you can actually finish and accomplish what you set out to achieve. I am naturally keen to do this sort of thing since I like numbers, but I encourage everyone to do this exercise before setting out on any savings journey towards any financial commitment. Take the time to literally sit down as the verse says, meaning grab a calculator and paper or whip out a new spreadsheet, whichever way works for you. One thing that will naturally happen as you do this is that you will realize that your goals need to be clearly defined. For those of you who have a general goal of saving more, you will realize that that's not going to cut it on its own. When you take the time to sit down and think about it, you will need to put numbers down. So this is where you would think a bit deeper as to what your goal is. Let's take this example of the generic goal of saving more and say you came to the conclusion that what you really wanted is better savings to feel more financially secure. This means you have a goal of setting an emergency buffer to keep you stress-free in any financial crisis. Just like most money concepts I talk about, saving, giving, investing and so on, I like to make it relative to each individual person's financial situation. As we learned from the word through the example of the poor widow who gave two copper coins compared to the rich people who gave large amounts, the widow is the one who truly gave the most due to the relative amount she gave which requires a lot more from her heart. So for this emergency buffer, let's make it relative to you. Not just googling emergency fund to find the number $1000 and then setting that as your goal. When you think about it, the purpose of the emergency money is to help you in rough times. It's not just a bunch of money you have set aside to splurge out and spend in one go. 
No, it's money that you intend on using to survive for a period of time, so you can buy your food and petrol as you go through some trials. So the main measure I use to define an emergency fund is time itself. More practically speaking, the amount of money you need to survive that length of time. Since you have read my story and created a budget, right, you should know how much you spend each month. And from there, you can decide how much of a buffer you want. So if you spend $1,000 each month, then maybe three months worth, $3,000, can be your physical savings goal. Whereas if you spend $5,000 a month and you save $5,000, then you technically have less of a buffer since it will only carry you for one month. Bringing us back to the initial point I was trying to make, we have now broken down our wishy-washy goal of wanting to save more into a realization that we want an emergency fund, and from there we have defined a physical sum of money to aim towards. Create a plan and stick to it. Step two is to create a plan that will take you from where you currently are to where you have defined your goal. For example, if you currently have $1,000 saved and you have realized that you want $3,000 by the end of the year, then this plan will be how to save $2,000 over five months, for example. From here, it will slowly become a lot more real as it creeps down into what is required of you each week to journey towards your goal. Keeping with our example, we can break it down into $400 each month or even about $100 a week. This is where you will analyze how much you earn and spend and then decisions will have to be made. At this point it's good to ask yourself how bad you want to achieve your goals. Maybe you easily save $300 a month but that's not going to cut it so you need to give up your PlayStation subscription. Find other ways to hang with friends other than buying food or make more creative thoughtful cost-effective dates. Once again this is all relative to the individual and some of you will require a lot more drastic changes to your life such as your living situation and so on. But I hope you get the overall idea of what I'm teaching. After you clearly defined your savings goal, you create a solid plan that will take you one step closer to achieving your goal each payday. In my life right now, it's a joint journey with Cynthia, but we went through this exact process. I defined exactly how much we needed to buy and move into a house by May 2021, the amount we needed to have our dream wedding in May 2021, and the amount we needed for that epic honeymoon. Yes, we did have to postpone our wedding, but the plan we set to achieve those goals was anchored on May 2021 which actually helped us buy our house at the very start of the year. Now, I don't want to change this into a whole other post about God's goodness, but I can tell you that right from the start, the numbers were technically impossible. Here's what I landed on after defining our three goals. For the house, we aimed for $60,000, the wedding, $30,000, and the honeymoon, $11,000. To be transparent and give you a bit of an idea, Picture two university students on salaries of $42,000 and $52,000 facing a goal of saving over $100,000 in one year. It is and was impossible on the surface. $94,000 income trying to save six figures? And that's not even considering the tax cut from our income. But regardless of that, the point I wanted to make was that we kept on going through this exact process I am talking about. We took the next step which was to break down all three goals into fortnightly chunks since we both got paid fortnightly. Now obviously these were some hefty commitments that required a lot from us and putting the fortnightly savings requirement next to our income was quite daunting. Me being me, I actually ran a fortnightly budget that meant I was putting away more than I was earning and used that fortnightly deficit to force myself into making more or spending less. You would be surprised how creative your mind can get when you're driven by the need to eat or simply wanting money to afford petrol to visit your fiance. I wouldn't recommend that to most people and it's not what I want to teach in this specific post, but it's still part of my story in this area of saving so you're going to hear about it. In conclusion, 
If you want to save money, I would encourage you to start by defining a goal that you can physically measure. It doesn't stop you from having more abstract goals like being on top of money, but it does enable you to have parts of your goals that you can save towards with clarity. Once you have that clarity, I suggest you create a plan that will define the exact steps you need to take between where you are and where you need to be. Almost like you're building a bridge, brick by brick, and now you know the size of each brick and the exact amount required. It's as simple as that on paper, but in the end, it will always come down to execution. So you need to stick to that plan each month or week or whatever frequency you commit to. So our two key points. One, connect your saving habit to a defined goal. Two, saving should be executed each payday according to a plan. That's all for today. I hope you're motivated and equipped to start saving better. To hear more about my story, stay tuned and I will hopefully catch you in the next one.